Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back uh, from last week, uh, you see. We're, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Weekend Gardener on WPTF. We're at the State Farmer's Market in Raleigh. And uh, my buddy Rufus Edmonston, uh, former Secretary of State and Attorney General and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel in the Senate Watergate Committee and the current Secretary General of Gardening is with us. Good morning, sir. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Well, hello, Radio Land and good gardeners. And Wearing his Carolina blue shoes? <clears throat> I guess. I, I, I'm gone a little bit casual here. I but not, Nelson uh, says that they are more like Duke. But that's okay. That, oh, that, that's I, you fine. Know, somebody said that last week, too. Uh, that's. Mm. But I also that? said as long as they're comfy, you're good. That's they're right. comfy, and I don't even have any socks on. Ooh. I swore that I'd never succumb to that, but they're when I first became Attorney General in 1974, I noticed that people from down east would come in to Raleigh with loafers and no shoes. That, and, that's the way I grew up. And I, and I said, I went home to London, I said, you know, those people can't afford socks. And uh, I, had a, <laughs> I had a guy one time that was doing a little advance work for me from Smithfield, and he went up to Marion, North Carolina, to make arrangements for me to come when I was running for governor. And the host, a uh, fellow, Called me up and said, you got a boy here that's got no socks. Tell him if you can't afford socks, I'll buy him a pair. And so I said, if you go <laughs> west of Raleigh, put on a pair of socks. Uh, yeah. Well, it, um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, Rufus. The, the culture changes from the mountains <laughs> to the east. Yeah, but I, I like guess. it now. I, I, I like this habit in the summertime of no socks. Did uh, Nelson, did, did Guys wear no socks and, and penny loafers in, in your area, the Greensboro area? I feel like. Or was half and half. One sock and one. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of in the middle of the state. The, the Oxford style and I don't know. I feel like with penny loafers there were some bare feet and going on. But yeah. um, well, also stylish shot socks. Rufus, you, you can get well, some. You can get have some you all heard of Weegians? Now, when I was at Carolina, that's what I wore. Yeah, yeah the loafer that you wore was the Weijin, right? And, and Mr. Laycock owned the largest Weijin distributorship, a little hole in the wall, and you walk through the, the hallway, and back there was a huge warehouse back behind. Wow! Because he had the largest collection of Weijins of any 
uh, dealer in the whole United States of America. Well, where was this? In Chapel in, Hill? In La yeah, Laycox in Chapel Hill. Hmm. Was that on Franklin Street? Yes, sir, it was. I don't, do not remember Laycox. Yeah. Huh. Well, it was sort of a hole in the wall until you got back in there and saw that warehouse. Yeah. Because he furnished most of southeastern America with their Ouija. Good gracious. Hmm. Penny Loafer is my friend. Penny yes, Loafer. Jeff knows he's, yeah. from he's from the Chapel Hill area. See the no, no, I'm from the Cedar other Road. end of Orange County. I'm not from Caldwell. Caldwell. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a the, big distinction you know, between Cedar Grove and Caldwell. Well, that's true because I've been told I look like Alec Baldwin <laughs> sometimes. And if you say that on one end of Orange County, that means that a girl's hitting on you. If you say at the other end of Orange County, it means somebody's about to hit you. So. Yeah. Well, in, in recent times, you, you, you'd be shot by Alex Baldwin. Oh, yeah. oh, excuse me. Take, take that back. I, Wait a minute. I, I take I, that uh, back. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, we. Uh, yeah, let's take that back. I, I think we need to get a restraining order. <laughs> a TRO. Temporary restraining order. <laughs> I don't know how temporary uh, it's going to be. In my case, it might need to be permanent. Yeah. <laughs> like restraints. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know, I I got out and worked in the yard yesterday, some, and it was it was awful. It was so humid. It oh. was muggy for sure. And it yeah. was it was in the upper seventies, but it was, gosh, I was trying. I found a limb, a big limb that had come down, in a natural area, and I said, well, I got to get that out of there. So I didn't use a chainsaw. I don't own a chainsaw. I guess I need to get one sometime. I'm afraid I. Cut well, a limb off. Two weeks ago, you chainsawed your your way in, Rufus. Yeah. A yeah. way out. Yeah. yeah. Way, out. way out. <laughs> well, last night we had the annual oyster roast at the Capitol for the Capitol Foundation to keep our Capitol in order. And it was extremely uh, humid. But the embers did such a good job. Oh, they, they always do. do. Oh, they are. And uh, Craig Willard said to tell you hello. Well, hello to Craig. And he, uh... He, he's a Mike Rayleigh fan. And in fact, uh, I, I said, send Mike a little note here. So I've got it in my pocket here, a little note from So from I've, Craig. I've, I have a Craig Willard autograph? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? If I can reach down in him Pandora's box and, and find it, and not chewing tobacco. And Wait tobacco. a minute. <laughs> chewing tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is not allowed on this show. I'll put, I'll put the cigar out after a while here. Not One of my dear friends, uh, uh, Phil Franklin, <clears throat> used to, I don't think he chewed, I don't know if it was snuff or what, but he he did a classical music show, among other things, at uh, WPTF on Sunday nights. And uh, lo and behold, Phil would have him a spit cup over there. <laughs> but you, you would, you would, he was the most, had the most melodious, melodious voice. And uh, you would know it's so articulate, and you would never right. know that. that you know, uh, in the spit cup, they'll put a little little napkin in there so, that, <laughs> that's so right. it won't splatter. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's the way it was. It was style. Here's your Craig Willard card special delivery. Oh, cool. From Brother that Craig. so cool. Thank and our you. friend Big John sang 60-Minute Man. 60-Minute Man. And they uh, sort of enticed me to sing a uh, honky-tonk angel. And I got up there, and they, the band couldn't quite get with it. I said, well, let's just do Amazing Grace. And so I think that was a good alternative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't think you can top the recording. In no, it, I mean, not that, with a Charlie Iverson band. That's uh, polished and, and uh, you know, edited, and it, it's all good. So 
we'll just leave it at that. Leave Honky Tonk Angel just kind of out there. <laughs> just sort of fluttering in the wind. That's right. Now, it's somebody's birthday today. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you don't look at me uh, like that. You don't want it. You told me to wish happy birthday to somebody. Yes, <coughs> it, it is Miss Edwina Charles's 100th birthday, oh. and she is a friend of my mom. And my mom is going to her 100th birthday, and she was telling me um, last Sunday. She said, um, "Do you remember when I went to her 95th?" She says, "I pulled up." She lives in a rural area, um, kind of Liberty area. Oh, and she okay. She says I pulled up, and she was on a bush hog. Seven, <laughs> Ninety-five <inch>. on a <laughs> bush hog. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> so, um, happy birthday, Miss Edwina Charles. Edwina Charles, and um, I hope you uh, have a fabulous day. I do too. Happy birthday, yeah. Edwina. I'm telling you, in Liberty, something area. to be said for farming. Oh, yeah. I well, like that name, it's hard, Edwina. That's it's hard, dangerous name. work. Did you have a Edwina girlfriend up in the mountains? Well, I, I remember an Edwina. Edwina, Edwina. That's about all there was to it. <laughs> I don't, is that a song? Yeah, well, I made, I made it up. Oh. <laughs> that, what, there is a song that goes with that, that tune. Uh, I don't know it right now. Maybe better. Maybe we better stick with what we know. Uh, <laughs> well, that that has always been my philosophy. If you veer out too far, you're bound to get in trouble. True that. Yeah. So 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Man's pulling up with a loader of hair with uh, some hay. And we're, we're looking across after making Jeff Hamlin move three times. Yeah. <laughs> Change sides. <clears throat> Rufus told him... Rufus told him he uh, he wanted to go on the other side because the the audience usually came in from uh, the, he didn't he didn't want somebody coming up behind him. He didn't really say that. No, no. He said our audience uh, comes up <laughs> <laughs> without Joe the bouncer here. But, but we've got the beautiful view of yeah. mums, gigantor mums, and all kinds of pumpkins. I see. Well, they even have pumpkins up here against the yeah. <clears throat> the building. And Parking. excuse my voice. Yeah, but it uh, and the mums, yeah, gourds and all kinds of shapes and colors, but no Carolina blue. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm I'm looking and I don't see them. Uh, Rufus maybe, swears maybe that there is a. We have some well, pink pumpkins, some some Cinderella kind of pinkish pumpkins that are really pretty. Are they painted or? No, no, no. They just have that pink hue to them, um, and they're. The flat kind of Cinderella uh -huh. stackable pumpkins, and uh, I think it's been a pretty good year for pumpkins. They're they're plentiful, and I'm glad to see so many heirlooms that are um, out and available. I mean, if you think about it, we did the show 10, 15 years ago here. We would just basically see pumpkin pies, you know, the little pie pumpkins, and um, just the smaller orange pumpkins, and you know, maybe a few gourds. But oh my goodness, the variety now is amazing. Um, so I'm glad that that has kind of come back to um, Rufus trying to guide somebody in. <laughs> but I'm glad that that has come back to, to our area, uh, being able to have all the diversified gourds and pumpkins and turban squashes and um, the variety of colors and shapes and textures is amazing. It's such a fun time. I don't think you brought him in close enough for that long. Well, he, he's got a big Lincoln. Yeah, I know. Fantastic he, uh, yeah, machine. Yeah, he's sticking out. 
there. Yeah. So I guess he's going to be here a short time. He's coming to get some of these beautiful vegetables that those ladies have over there. Mm-hmm. Golly. Got the Asian, oh, Asian, Asian greens. Asian greens, yeah. yeah. There's so much. Indive so much uh, health there, healthy food. Well, Nelson, tell us, tell us how you make uh, a mum bush that's so perfect like those I'm looking at across there. Yeah, we buy them every year, and it's it's kind of hard to bring them back. It's, it's well, kind of like a poinsettia, isn't it? Well, Rufus <laughs> and I were, were talking about that. He treats them as an annual. Yeah. Um, I have many many friends and and of course my my lovely mother um as well my grandmother and i'm gonna talk about some of her plants here in a little bit but um basically if you if you prune them it's just like my friend and i, I say this to her every year she's like my mums are blooming my mums are blooming and i'm like well you, you have to prune them back in june and then maybe pinch them again before the fourth of july to get them to be able to uh, you know bloom in the fall which which is key because the blooms are going to last much longer because we have shorter days, cooler nights. Um, so the, the blooms are going to last for a good, um, you know, six to ten weeks. But um, in habit, they pretty much are going to grow that way. And it's, it's sort of a work of art, too, isn't it, I assume? But do you mean they grow that beautiful mound-like by themselves? They, they pretty much do. I mean, um, you know, obviously there's selections that, that have that habit, but... Um, you know, just tip pruning them, that's pretty much what they're going to do. So if you are one who wants to perennialize them, um, I mean, you certainly can do that. I don't recommend it in a container because they're just not pretty certain times of the year. But plant it outside. If you've got a border, an area, a garden bed, plant them. Just remember it to, to do your pruning in, in late May or June and, again, maybe before the 4th of July so that you'll have that nice bud set and fall fall blooming um and they'll do fantastic and they're so resilient even to drought once they've been planted yeah i, I let one go one time and it got real gangly <laughs> <laughs> well it's nothing worse than gangly or, no matter what you're talking about letting one go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't let yourself go right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, I don't know that I like the darker, the darker, or, the kind of orangey yeah. ones, because I, they almost look like they're fading yeah, to me. I like the bright, bright yellow ones. Yeah, I guess it just depends on what you're using them with. Um, you know, maybe if they're in a real bright ceramic blue pot, they stand out. Maybe if you're a state fan. <laughs> I don't know. That, there I are like some the that bronze are, ones, though. Yeah, that, the dark, yeah, the darker ones there, the darker orange ones are, are yeah. much more palatable. And, of course, that. you know, companion plants to go with mums to give you a longer stretch all through the winter um, are, are going to be your ornamental mustards and kales and cabbages. And, oh, my goodness, I love those. I love. I, I like the red boar, which is kind of a shiny um, type. And then I, I love the peacock, which is real lacy. So I use that in a lot of our clients and, and container gardens and planting beds. And I did bring a couple of the um, frizzle, sizzle, sizzle, frizzle, frizzle, sizzle uh, pansies, but they're... they're so they're pansies rather than Johnny Jump Ups. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're too big. To yeah, be but look how undulated and curly, uh -huh. and I love that. Yeah. But it, it is time to, I mean, I'm sure people's annuals look good, so they don't want to 
rip them out quite yet, but the time's coming. I mean, another two, three weeks, uh, we'll, we'll definitely dip into some cooler temperatures and it'll be time to pull them out. So getting, uh, and I wish our buddy Phil could have joined us. Cause I do too. She had a water this morning. <laughs> but the have all the help she needs. Yeah, and I, I mean, but the violas and and so many of the new cult cultivars and um, assortments and variety of colors, um, and and as well into pansies um, and the panolas and, uh, but like I say, I love the frizzle sizzle series, and just you know mixing them with the kales. I mean, they're going to hold up. Chard, oh my goodness, the multicolored chards. Um, but just, you know, we have such a great selection, uh, maybe not quite as strong as what our spring selections are, but we have such a great selection to be able to, you know, host container gardens all through the winter. So we, we are 12 months of being able to have color, um, you know, at our front doors or at our uh, where we have our coffee or uh, sitting area, commercial areas. So we're really blessed to have such a, a, a wonderful um, climate where we can grow color 12 months out of the year. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and, and, and really plants have come such a long way, um, you know, just to even complement pansies and, and mums and, and the kale. Um, there's there's so many growers that are growing, you know, smaller pot crops, I call them, um, but like even the hookeras or corbels, um, creeping jennies and, you know, just little trailing stuffers. Uh, Dusty Miller will even hold up. So, um, and, and a lot of even the asparagus ferns. So, you know, you'll see those crops um, plentiful in the fall at your garden centers and your farmer's markets um, that you have a variety of choice to be able to stuff into your your uh, winter plot pots, replacing your summer annuals or your garden beds, uh, mailbox plantings. And, you know, I like to mix it up with a few little shrubs. Um, just you know small shrubs and then at some point you plan to to maybe get them out of your containers a couple years later and get them into the landscape beautiful well i was telling nelsa i did a count of the camellias this morning have 12 blooming and and mentioned that i have uh three apple blossom i, I just love that one yep yeah and then i have something called autumn is it autumn something white nelsa uh, September the, autumn or yeah yeah, yeah or, uh, there's yeah. autumn charm and September yeah. charm yes yes and the uh, autumn spirit something September something I think is what we yeah. thought Se it was September charm yeah so I, I look forward to that and I I sort of favor Sasanquas over I do Japonica. too I, I I guess it's this time of year I know I love yeah. them both though yeah. But I love the Yuletide, which is a little bit later in flowering. But it's we supposed all, to be. But we <laughs> all know what color that is. Yes, oh, absolutely. That's a bright, bright red with the yellow center, and it's gorgeous. But it seems to bloom uh, a little later. <laughs> yeah, it bloom, blooms a little later. But uh, I, I've seen it bloom in September before. Yeah, uh, mine did yeah. last year. In fact, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Yeah, but it it will it'll it'll last a good while. Yeah. Um, so you you get color with camellias pretty much september all the way through you know april may so that's you know again two different cultivars and we recently got in some of the tea camellias the camellias sinensis um well I, mine has really been blooming this fall mm -hmm. the I, one that i have yes i mean it's that is a tough drought tolerant plant um and it it can take a little more sun um and you can you know you can figure out how to make tea with it <laughs> but 
No, you can. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I love I love tea, hot tea, but I, I don't know if Another I plant I meant to bring was one that we frequently talk about, but um, the Osmanthus fragrance. And just walking out on the front porch at, at the garden center or walking in my yard um, from my, one of my upstairs bedrooms, I have the orange-blooming one, and it, it just wafts through the whole neighborhood. It is amazing. I don't have any for retail right now um, it's a little bit harder to find but the osmanthus are amazing there there's a um a selection that um a group from the jc ralston arboretum um ralston um select plants ralston choice select plants um that is out on the market now or out in the industry now and it's um it's an osmanthus it's it's one called korahime um it's a very petite leaf a very compact grower um, takes a little bit a couple years for it to really get a good flower set it it is superior fragrance like it is mike i know how you always talk about how you love fragrant plants this is a must-have um, it is the most amazing fragrant plant even more so than the osmanthus fragrance now what is it again it's korahami it's a it's a jc ralston um, choice plant that like i say there's a group of retailers and uh, it's it, it translates to fragrant princess so you can look up fragrant princess osmanthus um so there's gotta a, have one rivers i don't have anywhere to put well, it but i i've got to pull well, you'll find a place you'll find a square foot somewhere have you got one Stu? So it's a it's a committee of um you know of course mark worthington the director of the jc Ralston arboretum and and many of the growers and then many of our um gardeners, Tony Avent, and then uh, many of our retailers. And so we collaborate together to help bring these these plants to um, to your neighborhood, basically. Gosh, it's even available on Amazon. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> but Look it at is, those blooms. Oh, my goodness. It is amazing. Look at those blooms, Rufus. Gracious. Big so old blooms, and they got flowers. Uh, yes, yeah. I must and have I, one. I think it probably flowers off of older wood um or at least that's my observation over the last two, three years. Yeah. It is amazing. you got to have it. We're at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh with a WPTF Weekend Gardener. We'll talk to Richard coming up here on WPTF. Get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. <clears throat> okay, we're at the State Farmers Market in Raleigh with the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here along with Nelsa Cox and the esteemed attorney and raconteur Rufus Edmonston. Did you say uh, steamed, Monica? <laughs> steamed. I've never seen you steamed. I'm sure you have been. Well, it was last night on the Capitol grounds when you saw me out there shagging. Oh, guys, if, if if anybody listening this morning took a video of that, please uh, share some, yeah. somebody, share it on Facebook or something. Well, my my, uh, my cousin, Laney Edmiston, who might come by today, did just that. And so I hope she'll come by and show you. Okay, I can't wait to see that with the embers and everything. That'd be cool. Good, good. That yeah. is heaven right there. Monica, you all right? Can't hear you worth a hoot. Let's see. We'll see if we can work. I might have grabbed the wrong one. No, I, I don't know. 
Okay. I yeah, got that's you. I got Am you I now. Okay. So are you all right? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Running around a little, but that's just kind well, of Well, that's just, <clears throat> that's the, I know you expect that. Of course, you did that anyway in your previous job. Chris Hooks, good morning, sir. And Mayor Hooks, son. And, uh, Big buddy. Buddy Rowe. <laughs> buddy Rowe. So you, you um, yeah, you, you got your hands full running this big time. This is big time stuff here. It's busy, busy. It is. And I'm just a dish jockey. I don't know nothing, <laughs> as the man said. Got a lot of folks coming through the market, and that's always a good thing. That's awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Support all of our farmers and all of our other vendors that are here in the market. Uh, look at that long do you have a trailer like that? You ever had a Not trailer like that? Not quite that long. Boy, that is a long trailer, and it's, I guess it's filled with mums, isn't it? It is. It is. Put you a couple race cars in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could. You could, sure enough. Well, uh, the mums, uh, what, are the yellow ones the, the most popular, y'all think? They are for us, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, probably I like have a, about a combination. 50, 60 percent. Yeah, I think a combination is really pretty. Those uh, maroony ones are 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 very very pretty. But uh, and and then some some growers will do what they kind of call a tricolor. So you'll have like a yellow and a purple or lavender and then an orange, and those are really pretty. They mm -hmm. are really cool. They're some of my favorites. Wow. You so talking about too. all the same flower? Uh, yeah, the same pot. Yeah, the same pot. Oh, okay. So it yeah. just really has a great um, effect appearance. I've seen some down here. Um, they're just they're marvelous. They're fun, mm -hmm. definitely. So I, I guess we have asked this every year, and and uh, Nelson made some reference to it about a Carolina blue pumpkin. I don't, I haven't seen yes. any. Are there any that are? are gray blue i guess there that's the closest are, and i've seen a few of them around um i see some greeny gray blue yeah yeah and i think it's not blue but varies. some of them tend to have a little bit more of a blue shade and a little bit more some are more green and some gray of those varieties is what i've seen um but there is definitely not just orange pumpkins anymore um you can find all different varieties all different shapes and sizes and uh, I'm pretty sure you can find that perfect pumpkin um, to take home with you to decorate with or carve or whatever you would like to do with it. You could, you could carve out a big one and stick a mum in it. There you go. Or That's as my right. uncle Russell, ah. or as my uncle Russell said, pumpkin. 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 That's right. That's pumpkin right. Pie. Yeah. And what's really popular now are the stackable pumpkins. Yes. So um, the Cinderella varieties, and they're flat, and you can stack them and make a little. Um, that statue or whatever you want to call it with them and um, they're really pretty and very decorative um, and we have lots and lots of those to choose from gourds indian corn bells of straw um, you can find corn stalks you can find of course as i mentioned every pumpkin you can imagine we have all different shapes and sizes from the smallest to the biggest you can get them all right here and we do have mums, almost the same thing, the smallest to the biggest, yeah. um, depending yeah. on what you need and what size you're looking for, what color you're looking for. I believe we have them all. And um, we also have pansies. Um, it's time to start thinking about putting those out so you can enjoy them all winter long. We do still have a few fall vegetable plants available as well. We have um, lots of trees and shrubs boxwoods, herbs, we have... Well, what is still available in the in the vegetable area that would, would make it through between now and heavy? Ca cabbage, collards, cabbage, broccoli, collard, okay, lettuce. Broccoli. Yeah. broccoli. 
Yeah. Lettuce, lettuce, yeah. absolutely. Butter beans. S- finally, spinach. Uh, <laughs> it's getting cool enough now. You can, you can plant spinach and it not bolt. And of course, some people even you know, I mean, usually seeds are better, but radishes, carrots, and uh, just all kinds of great stuff. Kale, kale, yeah. Oh, yeah. kale, yes. kale, yes. yep. And uh, all of those vegetables, cool season vegetables, are going to go great for you. So uh, you always slip one in. The, well, now, uh, Nelson was first on that. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting, but. I, I know who was responsible. <laughs> that, that impish-like quality. That So, uh, I guess we better talk to Richard. You don't mind talking to Richard, do you, That's Monica? Fine. Uh, Richard, good morning. Uh, good morning, y'all. Hey, engineer Richard. Uh, uh, well, surveyor. <laughs> surveyor. Same thing. And, uh. Anyway, uh, first, uh, I wanted to thank you all for all the great advice and the great uh, year of tomatoes. It's been uh, so successful. Oh, you had a good year, huh? Good. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that this year. I don't know mm-hmm. what the difference was. Yeah, we've almost before. got a case of tomatosis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we've had so many of them. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. It really is. Oh, I, yeah. Did we have too much rain the prior year or just a lot of rain and... And this year was a little, little uh, I don't know. Well, it was. I think it was more balanced this year because it yeah. didn't have so much uh, instant humidity with the pathogens. Yeah, yeah. it kind of had to start late, too, because we had cold right up through into April, first of May. Yeah. Yeah, Richard, did you tell me you had a successful Rufus by Gerald? Or? Uh, no, uh, I, I didn't quite get in on that they were all gone by the time i got there but yeah cer- certainly on the try list have we have we decided uh <coughs> what color it is if we honed in on the characteristics of it because because mine was different from yours yeah i i think yours was more correct mine was orange yeah yeah so and I don't remember the interior. You well, were talking mine, about the mine interior. Mine was like zebra-like. It, it was uh, <laughs> green with with red stripes, but the 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 d- flavor was delicious. Okay, well that's all that's important. Yeah, that's what counts. Yeah. And the red snapper, uh, it's a determinant type, and uh, that ended up being one of the best slicers that you've ever seen. And the the it, only problem is the it's so prolific that. Uh, Unless you have a good support for it, you can have four pounds on a stem easily. So fortunately, mm. I have a support system that enabled that. But if you have a tomato that makes such large fruit, then be sure you have a structure to support. I use PVC tomato cages and parachute cord, and that seems to work pretty well. Parachute cord. Now I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> haven't heard, heard that of that at world. all. <laughs> yeah. That's a new concept. Now, why, why did you decide on that? Well, if you use a really fine twine, then it starts to restrict the uh, circulation in the stem. But yeah. parachute cord is a little bit uh, larger diameter, so if it does, well, that makes sense. Move, it's yeah. not going to be as extreme. Uh huh. Okay. Well, Rufus, you'll have to get you some parachute cord. Well, sometimes I'm PVC. Surplus stores and uh, sometimes Ollie's has it. 
but I, I, I buy my pots at Ollie's. Yep. Uh, I hate to tell you that, Nelson. It's all good. They they do. I haven't had one crack yet. It's a good thing. And Nelson has a great. Uh, she sure does. Variety of pots. By the way, do you have a uh, a big fat blue one? I mean, fat, kind of stumpy. Yes, big. Not right. Not in fact, I do. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. <laughs> I'll have to check the check the inventory. I know I've got some real vertical ones, but I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need yeah, anything upright. Yeah. I need something. I need something thin. to sit on a stump. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I had to cut down a big <laughs> tree, and stump. I I didn't right. I didn't grind the stump. I wanted to use it to put a a, a pot on. A container yeah. of some type, and then put some I stuff. I might that have one left, but we we have been. They've been buying pot. them up, huh? Oh yeah. Oh good. Yeah. But you know, your spring shipment comes in um, January, February, so it won't be long. Okay. We still have a good selection, but yeah. I'm not sure if there's big, fat, stumpy blue ones. <laughs> well, in the the Bass Pro classroom, they have a print, and Rufus would really appreciate this. There's a stump in the woods, and there's a turkey on top of it, and it's labeled uh, the politician. Oh, my goodness. There you go. I thought somebody was going to shoot that poor turkey. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, uh, anyway, I uh, came up with a, a novel mulch. My uh, tea olives were under attack at the roots, and I tried some other solutions, and I happened to have a majestic holly tree in the yard, and that produces some mulch. So I stuffed the uh, the holes with a combination of uh, holly mulch, uh, permatil, and I must garden mole and vole repellent. So if that doesn't repel them, I don't know what will. Sounds like a good combination. Are cool. you depending on the, the sticky leaves on the, the holly to help mm -hmm. repel them too? Well, I wouldn't want to tangle with it. No, I wouldn't. There you go. And, uh, well, there was, whatever it is was so persistent, it started to expose the fine roots of the tea olives. So mm -hmm. I had to recover that and then take landscape fabric, pin it down, put some permatil to keep that down so they couldn't lift it. But uh, it, it was pretty aggravating. And another uh, unusual mm -hmm. use I've seen of the landscape fabric, typically what I'll do when the uh, at the beginning of the leaf drop when the AC doesn't run is I'll uh, put the uh, landscape fabric over the top of the air conditioner so it doesn't fill up with leaves. For one year, I, thought, I looked around and so I thought I'd put that on there. And I looked up on top of the uh, majestic holly and some daggum raptor, it must have been, built a nest using that. <laughs> wow. It's nice to have raptors around, though. Yeah. <laughs> Voles and all kinds of stuff. Squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, they like certain delicacies. And so, uh, yeah, Richard, anything else? Yeah, and uh, that book, uh, How to Read a Tree, had something that was really great about enjoying the garden, too. Uh, simply, nature does not make mistakes, and that's really the beauty of uh, a garden or the forest or the world sure, around yeah. us. Nature doesn't make mistakes, period. And y'all help people understand that. Yep. Yeah. You're right, Richard. Uh, no, Richard, uh, Nelson mentioned uh, 
lady a while ago with a 100-year-old birthday. Edwina you know Charles. Edwina. Yeah, Edwina, do you know what? <laughs> when somebody asked, what's the good thing about being 100 years old, and the woman said, no peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, Richard, you take it easy, buddy. All right. Thanks, y'all, and we'll hear you next time. Okay. All right. Bye. <clears throat> Bye. Uh, Sylvia is in Garner. Sylvia, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. How are good you today? Sylvia. She's sitting right here. Good, good. morning. I came to the farmer's market, um, well, last week and the week before, and probably three weeks before that, uh, because I'm a senior and I got a voucher um, from to use. And we found out that a lot of the merchants did not have a sign-up that they would accept the vouchers that we had. And I wanted to know why at the farmer's market where it's stated on our paper when we get the vouchers that uh, we can use them there. Why isn't it that every farmer uh, can't serve us with those vouchers? Then I questioned them, and they told me that um, they wanted to. Why were they not allowed to accept our vouchers? Well, you know, this didn't meet the press, for one thing, but go ahead. Well, basically, most of our farmers down there do accept them. There may be a couple that didn't attend the training that was offered that they have to go through to accept those. And the majority do have signs up um, with the storms and things like that. Sometimes those those signs may disappear overnight and that sort of no, thing. No, but, but I questioned them. Okay, I'm okay, not well, sure. Life is not fair. I'll be fair. glad to talk to you if you want to call my office next week. Yeah, we'll talk about it some more. That'd probably be a better thing. <laughs> Do you have a gardening question, Sylvia? A gardening question? Yes. Yeah, this is a gardening show. <laughs> yeah, but, but look at the conversation. This is not, this is not, uh, this is not uh, you know, it, it's not. No, uh, it's not, but I do okay. have another gardening question. Okay. Uh, it cut my Rosa Sharon tree uh, and move it. And here... I see that uh, is it very inv is it invasive because we're only <laughs> only the kind that Rufus yeah gives uh, only the kind that I grow <laughs> if, if you've got one of the old fashioned ones Sylvia it's going to drop seeds and you will get little babies but just <laughs> bottom them up like I do and make somebody happy absolutely uh, or find yeah find another place uh, to, to or just pull them up like I do just kind of <laughs> when you walk around oh there's one. Yeah, but they're they're very beautiful. I love them. I am glad you like them because I do. I mean, during the summer, you know, when it's so hot, you walk out and and those things are are they're are, blooming. Oh, they're just so. We pretty. got those pretty variegated ones too. Yeah, there's some there's some Nelsa uh, uh, that Sylvia might be interested in that do not proliferate like that. That is true. Yeah, they're more of a sterile variety. So um, they don't pop up all over the place. Exactly. Yes. Oh, but it sounds like okay. So, okay, because I did not know that when I went and picked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where, where, where did you get yours? Did you get it from me? No, no, I got it in a nursery. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty standard. I mean, they yeah. just they just like to play. I've only had it uh, two two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, well it's a wonderful I'm plant. What uh, what color are the flowers? Oh, they are pink and pink, 
pink. With the dark center. Oh, wow. That's a really pretty one. And so, uh, I, I love it. But uh -huh. it was interesting to see how where I took it out of the ground, transplanted it, and moved it away from my building. Um, here, the one near the building came up looking better than what I had moved. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Came well, up. nature makes no mistakes. That's right. <laughs> That's what we just heard. <laughs> Sylvia, thank you so much for calling us, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye. We'll be back. Wow.